Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 486th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week, also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction over the weekend, headlined up here in New England by former Patriot Richard Seymour being enshrined in Canton. It was well-deserved since at the time... He was uh, playing, and especially in his first four or five years where he won three Super Bowls. Uh, I compared him to me and Joe Green, who I grew up watching in Pittsburgh. And for me, that's about the highest praise possible, which now feels justified since Seymour is now in the hall. He was an absolute game wrecker. Cannot overstate his impact. He arrived as a rookie in the Patriots' first Super Bowl-winning season of 2001, and he was instrumental in that first year of making uh, their defense their calling card, and that extended, of course, through the first three Super Bowls won by the Patriots. And uh, Again, congratulations to Richard Seymour. He was... A force uh, really cannot overstate how important he was. He just seemed to change everything and just got stronger and stronger uh, as his career unfolded, especially again through from 2001 through like 2007. Uh, and it was around that time, I think after seven years with the Patriots, he went to the Raiders for four years. And so he gave a shout out to them. In his speech, and his speech was great. Uh, I think he kept it to around eight minutes. Uh, but yet, he said everything that needed to be said. He handled it beautifully. And uh, and really, uh, kind of a record time. I think the, the limit maybe is 15 minutes. And he just, again, uh, you know, showed brevity in his speech and uh and it was just terrific so again people were excited up here for richard seymour to get in again i can't overstate well deserved he was just uh huge over 300 pounds fast strong played multiple positions along the defensive front 
and uh, was basically almost at times impossible to block. So uh, again, it was a pleasure watching him up here and uh, an equal pleasure to seeing him actually get inducted. And he was inducted along with uh, just a who's who, uh, Sam Mills, Coach Dick Vermeil, Tony Baselli, who I remember well, first Jacksonville Jaguar ever to go into the hall, Bryant Young, defensive lineman for the 49ers. And real quickly, back to Sam Mills, he was a linebacker who had an interesting path to the NFL, uh, come out of Montclair State in New Jersey, spent some time in the USFL, and uh, ended up with the Carolina Panthers, uh, where he really made his name. Uh, Leroy Butler, the great safety for the Green Bay Packers, also inducted. And Cliff Branch, who I remember well from the unbelievable rivalry that the Raiders and Steelers had going. I, I saw him play a couple times when I covered the Steelers earlier in my career, the Steel Curtain era, uh, late 70s, 80s. And Cliff Branch was, uh, as I said about Richard Seymour, a force. Uh, he, he could, uh, he hit, you know, he was on the other end of the home runs meaning super long pass plays and faster than fast. And uh, he was just terrific. Art McNally, first official ever to go into the hall for the, uh, from the NFL. Uh, Well-deserved. He was simply a household name. Uh, you know, I think as you moved into the 70s and 80s, uh, everybody just knew the name. Everybody who followed the NFL knew the name of Art McNally. It was just uh, he moved from the field being an official into supervisor officials and, uh, again, well-deserved honor, to say the least. Well, my low light of the week, especially up here in Boston, was that baseball Hall of Famer, sticking with the Hall of Fame theme, Dennis Eckerly, Eckersley, who we all remember as a uh, terrific starter for the Red Sox back in the late 70s, as in 1978, the famous playoff game against Bucky Dent. Uh, he was just a fabulous starter, and then he went on to really uh, propel himself into the Hall of Fame with his unbelievable uh, years as a relief pitcher in Oakland, the Oakland A's. And uh, he is just a spectacular announcer. He's one of those uh, rare people that, you know, sort of like Charles Barkley, uh, when he's on as a commentator or play-by-play -play man calling the game um, or analyst, uh, you want to hear what he has to say. He, uh, he just spoke the truth. Again, I'll let. Charles Barkley and was just simply uh, must listen up here in New England and between losing him and the late Jerry Remy uh, they were both just staples up here in New England for the Red Sox for so many years and of course this leads right into the passing of the legendary announcer 
Vin Scully out in Los Angeles who announced Dodger games for, believe it or not, I think it was 67 years. I think he was the youngest announcer ever to broadcast a World Series game, maybe 25 years old or thereabouts. We're talking the 1950s here. And uh, he had just a golden voice, and he will be sorely missed, uh, to say the least. So uh, lots of changes in, in the world of baseball on the announcer front. And uh, can't overstate, I grew up listening to Bob Prince, announcer for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And uh, these voices, they become, uh, you know, the elevator music of your life, uh, especially when you're young. And uh, Bob Prince was certainly all of that, uh, you know, calling games played by, you know, Roberto Clemente and Willie Stargell. And, uh, you, you know, I'll certainly never forget it. I can still remember some of his various catchphrases, such as uh, when somebody would hit a pop-up, straight-up pop-up, he would call it a home run in an elevator shaft, and uh, on and on and on with Bob Prince. He was fabulous, but, you know, many, many baseball cities have those types of announcers that you just grow up listening to, especially as... uh, going back to the 60s and 70s that are just, uh, again, you listen to them potentially 162 nights a year. Uh, I had a neighbor growing up that never missed a game uh, uh, on radio, period. Um, so fascinating uh, how, again, these baseball announcers have can have such an impact and stick with you throughout, throughout your life, and I'm sure there are legions of Dodger fans who would certainly say that about Vin Scully, to put it mildly. My bizarre story of the week is former Patriots receiver Nikhil Henry, who was traded recently to the Chicago Bears, uh, injuring his ankle, what's being called a severe ankle injury. And Nikhil Henry who was drafted a few years ago in the first round, I believe the fir- the highest rated, the highest drafty uh, wide receiver ever taken by coach Bill Belichick. And he just never, ever uh, could get it going. Uh, you know, a lot of injuries through the years and it just simply never happened. And, uh, you know, change of scenery was, I think generally agreed upon by Pat's fans as well that uh, a change of scenery was going to be good for him. And there he was out there in Chicagoland. And again, lo and behold, uh, in the first week or so of training camp, he has what appears to be a significant ankle injury. It's not, more details will probably come tomorrow. But uh, again, Nikhil Harry, uh, Henry, excuse me, was someone who was closely, closely watched up here in New England, uh, to put it mildly, given his high uh, first round choice uh, by Coach Belichick. And, you know, so everybody was really rooting for him. Everybody was just waiting for that, you know, turning point, the breakthrough, whatever you want to call it. 
And it's there were flashes, no doubt about it. But it just never happened when Mac Jones took over. A lot of people were hoping that quarterback. A lot of people were hoping maybe that would, you know, become a connection. But that never happened either. So really do wish him the best of luck. And uh, hopefully the injury uh, is not as serious as was originally announced or observed. Uh, but we shall we shall know more. And now, let's take our break, and next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to the Desert Ranch Podcast to hear what connects us to the producers that are keeping us from being naked, hungry, and thirsty. Get a look into the lives of those who live differently from the comforts of a 9-to-5 lifestyle to care for land and livestock. The Desert Ranch Podcast with Vanessa Rohr on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert... A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. 
And AP, how you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in, as always. And uh, AP, we're inching closer, much closer, to the beginning of college football season, which is our favorite topic to discuss on this show, needless to say. And, uh, and yeah, we've got some big-time SEC versus non-conference opponents games scheduled for this year. Uh, me being a Penn State follower, growing up near State College, Pennsylvania, one that has jumped out at me, and I know you as well, is, of course, the Penn State-Auburn game at Auburn uh, on September 17th. That's just one of many, though. Yeah, John, that's a, a rematch of the home-and-away series that I'm glad Auburn and Penn State agreed upon those two games because the fans love it. Yep. And Penn State, like I said, I, I have to check it, but I think they were definitely here in Alabama around 2010 or 11. Uh, that was a two-game series. But outside of that, I, I think it has to be like the 70s or maybe 80s. So the last time they did a home-and-home home with an SEC team, I, I want to double-check that, but I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be, John, the best game of the day around the country. Or I one of so. them, it's exactly. A, I know it's a nationally televised game on CBS. So it's important Eastern. to both schools. 3.30 Eastern time. That's correct. So uh, uh, the desired slot, show, in my estimation, is that. And that's what it is. Deservedly so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, the, and I call it a pendulum swinging game, John, because it's the Big Ten, a Power Five conference against the SEC, another Power Five conference. And the Penn State is usually one of the better teams in the Big Ten. They come in off a seven and six season, Auburn a six and seven season. So this could be the game that launches their uh, team to play better on the remaining parts of their schedule. Couldn't agree more, AP. I know you were at SEC Media Days. I watched some of the Big Ten media days, and by that I mean mostly the Penn State stuff, whether it was Coach James Franklin or uh, Sean Clifford. When they interviewed a couple players, they always bring three players, each team. And uh, so Penn State included Sean Clifford and P.J. Mustafer, a massive defensive presence. Um, And, yeah. I mean, it's all optimism this time of year, and it sounded good. And Penn State, as you said, seven and six last year. That's not going to get it done in state college, let me tell you. And uh, so, no. they, so they have, you know, a lot of high hopes, and you know they've done pretty well in the transfer portal, uh, and of course had a good recruiting class. And but they open against Purdue, AP, and I actually listened. Uh, to some of the Purdue players uh, talking about uh, their season and that game. It's the opener. I think it's like Thursday, August 25th or thereabouts. Leading into. I think, John, September, September, um, I think it's September 1st, John, I think. Oh, you're right. right. I'm a a week ahead of myself. Um, Yeah, but September 1st. September 1st is a Thursday, I think. Right. Yeah. So I was a week off. Uh, like I said, I can't wait. I know you can't either. <laughs> I wanted to move it up a week. Oh, yes. But, uh, but <laughs> right. AP, 
I mean, that's before Labor Day weekend. That's leading into Labor Day weekend, which has now become the new traditional uh, start of multiple college football games. And uh, Purdue's good, and the game is at Purdue. So uh, Penn State's going to get tested immediately. James Franklin talked about how excited he was for that. Uh, they're going to know real quickly how good they are. And Purdue has a great quarterback and, uh, and an excellent team coming off a massive bowl game victory last year against Tennessee in Tennessee in the music city bowl, very exciting game. So that's just one of many AP. Um, what are the ones that are catching your eye? Yeah, well, just to go in alpha alphabetical order, John will, will go up. The, the totem pole a little bit. Alabama at Texas is on the tenth. That's the second game for Alabama and Texas, I believe. So, wow. Alabama has not visited often. I believe this is true, John, since 1922. It'll be a hundred years. Oh my gosh! So they've, they've had some, yeah, they've had some stored games throughout the um, course of that uh, matchup. But going into Austin for the first time in a century. Uh, those tickets will be high. It's an 11 o'clock start, John. It'll probably be under degrees thereabouts uh, because it's the Fox game. So that's their usually prime time game is 11 a.m. Central time. Wow. So they're not changing changing that to the evening because that's when that, that's the slot for them. But you know we know how Texas has the transfer Quinn Ewers. I believe he is from Texas, so he's coming back from Ohio State. But Texas is a team, they have a T that begins their name, but their toughness is questioned. Uh, they, they have to get better at the line of scrimmage, offense, defense, because they've been pushed around now for quite a few years, especially on defense. And, uh, but they have, they, have, they have as good as anybody, I think, overall, the skill players. B. John Robinson is a running back. It's a serious Heisman candidate. Uh, on the on the edge, they got some excellent wide receivers. They got a tight end from Alabama, Jaleel Billingsley, transferred, very talented. Uh, they got uh, A.G. Hall, a wide receiver, transferred from Alabama, and uh, they have a wide receiver, a couple wide receivers returning that are all league caliber type players, even you know all American type players. So the quarterback, he's gonna if he can get them the ball, uh, they're going to be difficult to stop. But I think defensively is where they have a, a serious deficiency, but people are going to be watching that game, especially for Steve Sarkeesian's second year at the helm for the Longhorns. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the Longhorns are feeling pretty good about themselves because they landed the number one quarterback uh, in uh, from high school, which, of course, is Arch Manning, son of Cooper, nephew of Peyton and Eli, grandson of Archie. Uh, that's about as good as it gets for bloodlines. And, uh, you know, it's been one of the more closely watched high school quarterback decisions and recruiting, uh, in recent memory, probably going back to, to the Andrew Luck days. Um, so again, there's, there's a lot to like the Mannings know their football. Uh, that's an understatement. And, uh, you know, Arch chose Texas, so that just shows what uh, some belief there and where the Texas program is heading. The, the, the immediate question is, are they going to get there in that game against Alabama, AP? Uh, but, wow, 
noon on a Saturday. That's from Austin. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be yeah, John. Be cool. De- de- definitely intriguing game because very. Uh, you know, if their quarterback has a hot day against Alabama, and, and that could happen. I mean, we've seen it in the oh, yeah. past. The way to, to defeat Alabama is the quarterback must be hot that day. Correct. And and they've got, more. you know excellent people on the perimeter, and they got like I say the Heisman Trophy candidate at the running back position. Yes, yes, it's going to be fun. I've had the pleasure of being in Austin, Texas, on a few occasions, and of course, uh, me being me, I went out of my way to just walk, drive to the stadium, which was empty. It was a non-game day. And to just walk around, uh, Darrell Royal Stadium is what I believe it's called, and uh, and just spectacular. It's 100,000 plus, spectacular setting, and uh, it's going to be jumping. I mean, I mean it's going to be really, uh, you know, game of the year candidate right off the bat, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could say, and if Texas goes on to have a good season, if they defeat Alabama, you could say it's a Heisman Trophy game as well for B. John sure. Robinson and Bryce Young. You know, Bryce Young is a returning Heisman Trophy winner. Correct. Exactly. And, you know, going to be an early test for Alabama, obviously, uh, the traditional favorite, number one. Um, and... You know, their their resume of recent years is unparalleled, obviously, in the history of college football. So uh, when they play, you tune in, period, if you have any interest in college football. And so that's going to be a good game. Anything else catching your IAP? Um, yeah, then we'll, we'll move on. We, we spoke about Auburn. Uh, let's let's move on to Arkansas. Here's, here's a, a, an unusual game, John. And I have to look back to see if these teams have ever played. It's Cincinnati, who was hmm. in the playoffs and semifinals last year against Alabama. They're traveling to Fayetteville for the very first game, September 3rd, against the Razorbacks. And we all know the Razorbacks uh, have a good coach in Sam Pittman, and uh, their quarterback, uh, Je- Jefferson, is very talented. He was a passer and a runner. So, But Cincinnati, can they get themselves a quarterback because we know their quarterback left for the NFL. Luke Fickle is an excellent coach at Cincinnati. Yep. Can they have enough to start the season to defeat the Razorbacks in Fayetteville? Yes, and Cincinnati was the first uh, non-Power 5 team ever to make the college football playoff out of the American Athletic Conference, which you and I know well. We've been to their media days in Newport, Rhode Island uh, previously on a few occasions. And uh, so, yeah, Cincinnati was, you know, the surprise team of the year. Uh, not that they had a good season, but that they finally, you know, broke through uh, to make the college football playoff. And, you, you know, they, they played well. They showed up. And uh, and I think basically generally showed they belonged. Um, so, yeah, AAP and Arkansas turned the corner last year. No doubt about it. They have a rich football tradition. We all know that. And, you know... Had some down years, but they turned the corner. I saw Arkansas AP. I wasn't. I, I went to the Beach Bash uh, on around New Year's Day or just before this past year on Clearwater Beach in Florida because Penn State played Arkansas and Arkansas won. So Arkansas is coming off that victory and to launch into this season and uh, and I was very impressed by the way with the. Uh, 
with the, with the fan base of the Hogs, to put it mildly, down in Clearwater all week long. It was very impressive, and Penn State yeah. was as well. Yeah, our, yeah. You know that Arkansas is going to be uh, quite capable at the offense uh, on the offensive line and the defensive line. Sam Pittman, you know, was an offensive line coach at Georgia prior to taking the head coaching position at Arkansas. But uh, Cincinnati, John, had, I don't know, I don't know what the final tally was, but they had last year probably seven to nine NFL prospects. Right, right. Now, the draft picks is 31, I, mean, I remember. Yeah, so I don't know if Luke Fickle, he, he probably recruited the same type of player, and he's very, he's a very good coach. Um, he had some number one draft choice with the New York Jets. As a corner. They had two excellent cornerbacks, I know that. Correct. And that helps you in Correct. college football, especially during this era when you're passing the football. But Arkansas is going to try to uh, knock you out at the line of scrimmage and run over you um, before they start right. to pass. So Cincinnati, I'm, I'm curious to see if Luke Fickle can can be competitive. We we know they went on the road and beat Notre Dame in South Bend. Oh. That's what established them as a playoff contender. Totally. I watched that game, and where I watched it, everybody was riveted uh, by the time that game got into the fourth quarter, you know, to see if Cincinnati could pull it off, they did, and we know what it led to. Uh, well, AP, uh, we're at the end of our first segment already. Uh, great job. It's already, uh, you know, gets everybody salivating for uh, some of these non-conference games right off the bat. So it's going to be fun, but we'll get we'll talk about some more games on the schedule after the break. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Soul Connection with Dr. K hosts a forum of expert guests that showcase popular topics that can impact the soul. Weekly, Our Soul Doctor connects with authors, medical professionals, and leaders that share expertise and testimonials. Check out our growing community on site at soulconnectionusa.com. Tune in to Feed the Soul Live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, or listen on your time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. 
From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and i am your host john inglesby to join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we spent the previous segment discussing some of the fabulous SEC versus non-conference opponents scheduled for this year. I feel like we just uh, touched on the tip of the iceberg, uh, talking about Penn State-Auburn, Alabama-Texas, Cincinnati-Arkansas. I know there's more, so why don't we uh, uh, enlighten our listeners as to some other major games to get excited about for this year. You're playing uh, the Pac-12 champion Utah, right? And yes. we we know that they they scored a, what was it was it 45 or so against Ohio State uh, yes. in a loss. It was a, a tough ball game. They were ahead and lost the lead. So Utah, the Utah Utes come to town. They're usually very physical at the point of attack, John. Um, so Florida, they they better be ready for that opening game because. Uh, you know, Utah, I mean, they beat Alabama in a bowl game years ago. Uh, they, they won the Pac-12. You have all those California schools. Think about it. And all these schools in California and on the West Coast, Utah comes to be a member of the Pac-12, and they win, win the league and are in the Rose Bowl. I mean, a team, there's a couple of teams that haven't been to the Rose Bowl who are in that league. I think, uh, I think one of them is Arizona, if I remember correctly. Since they joined, since they've been in that league, they haven't been to the Rose Bowl. I don't think. Wow, University of Arizona out of uh, Tucson or Tucson? Yeah, okay. Tucson. Yeah, I don't believe they've been to the Rose Bowl yet. I think Arizona. You're Utah, State. brand new, brand new in the league, and they and they're in the in the Rose Bowl. Yes. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that uh, you know Utah is where Urban Meyer made his name correct absolutely right i think he he ended up coming from utah to florida i think i think you're right about that um yeah you're definitely right about that uh and so yeah you just can't uh you know overstate that program has just you know year by year improved and come into national provenance and, you know, here they are. 
uh, in the Rose Bowl. And didn't know that about University of Arizona. That's interesting. Uh, you know, that's where people like Teddy Bruschi played. <laughs> um, someone we know yes. well up here in New England. So. Yeah, the, yeah, the Desert Swarm. Yeah, they have a rich history. Uh, so Desert Storm, Desert Swarm, I think it was called. Yeah, I think you're That's absolutely called, right about yeah. that. Yes, that was the the era of Desert Storm. Um, so interesting. Uh, what other games are catching your eye, AP? Yeah, moving along uh, alphabetically, we, we go to Atlanta, Georgia, for a, a big ball game between Oregon and the Georgia Bulldogs, defending national champion. And the interesting twist in this game, John, is we might see a former SEC quarterback leading the Ducks, Bo Nix, transfer from Auburn to Oregon. So that's a strong possibility. So he's played against Georgia in the past. So, um, you know, we all know that we keep repeating this, but Georgia had 15 players, a record-setting number, selected in the NFL draft. Now, we know they recruited well. Have they developed those young players? I think you can count on it that Kirby Smart knows something about coaching football players and making them better. No doubt about that. They they, they certainly proved that last year. And, uh, wow, that is a good game. You know, we touched on last week that I guess there was a poll held with players. Might have even been high school players where Oregon rated very high given their rich tradition. Uh, but, Affiliation with Nike, but I think most of all, flashy uniforms. Of course, they went into Ohio State to open the season last year and beat the Buckeyes, which, to a degree, altered the entire course of the season, uh, I believe. And so, yeah, Oregon's one of those teams, AP. You know, when they're on TV, you you stop and watch if you're channel surfing on a Saturday afternoon or whatever. You just do. And... uh, Oh yeah, they they have a, a, usually a good offense. Yeah, oh, you yeah. see what they uh, wear. Yeah, they usually have a good offense. They have a yeah. player or two on defense, and they're they're normally challenging for the Pac-12 championship, and they play some interesting non-conference games. And, and so, yeah, Oregon's a team in the last well, I don't know. I mean, what would you say, John? Twenty years or so that have has been on the map uh, nationally that have oh, created a stir. Absolutely. Chip Kelly and recruiting some of the fabulous players out of Los Angeles. Uh, and yeah, and again, they're just, uh, you know, they've got famous alumni, of course, uh, Phil Knight from Nike, founder of Nike. And uh, yeah, like I, like I was saying, if they're on, you at minimum you stop to see what their uniforms, what, what uniforms they're wearing, because they have uh, led the way uh, through Nike-designed uniforms uh, year in year out for uh, really a couple decades now, and and they're playing Georgia in Atlanta, and Georgia needs no introduction. They're defending national champions. Uh, what else need be said? <laughs> um, Last year's team was was a special, a special team to say the least. Right, right. So that's that's a good ball game in Atlanta, the Very kickoff so. classic. Very yes, much so. yes, for sure. And now moving down to LSU, they're they're hosting the Florida State Seminoles in New Orleans on Sunday, 
of Labor Day weekend, John. So that's a huge ball game for those two programs uh, coming along the I-10 corridor, coming over from Tallahassee, Florida State. I think they sold all their tickets for that game, as I understand. Uh, LSU with a new coach, Brian Kelly, quarterback situation unsettled. Um, probably three legitimate candidates at that position. Jaden Daniels, a transfer from Arizona State. Here we, we're using that word. We're going to be using that word almost every situation, John, a transfer right. at the quarterback position from many, many schools. Um, <laughs> so that's one of the positions that they have to determine at this point. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, you know, his dad, I think he's the quarterback's cowboy coach. He, so he's uh, known about football since a very young age. And uh, so that's two two players in that three-man race. And and uh, I know that Miles Brennan is really the favorite for Brian Kelly. He's been there six years. He wants him to be the starter. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that was one of the players he mentioned as, as being uh, the, the favorite in his mind. But that's all to, to play itself out in the practices leading up to the game. Wow. And where is that game going to be played? LSU, Florida State? New Orleans. That New Orleans. Oh, at the Superdome, obviously. Yes, New Orleans. Superdome, yes, yes. Wow. That, that, that game has, you know, <laughs> that game has a lot of cachet as well. It really does. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. ACC, SEC, for certain. And just the natural curiosity of – Where's Florida State at? Yeah, you know they, their their program has fallen off a little bit in recent years. Um, so it's just it's given their history. It's just natural for any college football fan to wonder what they're all about. You you know, and to get the game early. AP, is there going to be any time to get to the beach on Labor Day weekend or not? Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> I don't know. There might be a possibility. Maybe I get a chance to go on Friday before I leave for New Orleans. Yeah, or else uh, first thing in the morning on Saturday and Sunday. Right, Saturday. Uh, um, right, on Saturday. And, yeah, Sunday. Sunday, we'll, I'll be over there by uh, probably Saturday night in New Orleans for that ball game. Correct, correct. And as someone who's going to view it on TV, uh, you know, uh, need to get the beach time in that weekend, uh, the traditional end of summer, certainly up here in the Northeast and everywhere. Um, need to get the beach time in by, and be back in front of a TV by noon. These games, AP, DVR is not going to do it. He, these games need to be watched live. Um, <laughs> if, yes, if you can, I agree. I wholeheartedly. No doubt about it. But, and AP, we've uh, come to the end of another segment. They go so quickly. So why don't we take our final break and we'll get to some more games on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on Voice America Variety. 
Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to the fourth and final segment of all around sports i am your host john inglesby Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the New England Patriots preseason game, first preseason game, this Thursday from Gillette Stadium at 7 p.m. And A.P., uh, Mac Jones is getting... Brady level interest up here in New England. It's all about Mac now, once and for all, as he enters his second season after a strong rookie season. You know him well. Uh, the big topic up here is that apparently there's no offensive or defensive quarters coordinators being named. It appears like it could be, you know, Joe Justice, formerly of the Giants, Matt Patricia, formerly. Head coach like Justice, formerly of uh, Detroit Lions, but Belichick lieutenants before that. And I believe Bill O'Brien's on the staff too, correct? Um, Bill, Bill O'Brien at, is at Alabama. Is in his oh, second still at year Alabama. now. Sorry. Sorry. His yeah. name gets yeah, thrown he's still around. Still at Alabama a lot. in his second year. Matter of fact, he spoke to the media yesterday for the, I think that's the one and only time that Nick Saban left the coordinators speak to the media until the bowl game if they're forced to present everybody and make them available. 
Okay, well, Bill O'Brien certainly capable of that. Certainly, I asked the right guy the status of Bill O'Brien. The reason I even mentioned it is because in the radio talk show shows up here in Boston, Bill O'Brien is frequently, if not the leader in the clubhouse, as far as the media talk show hosts go, uh, to succeed Bill Belichick if and when that when that day comes. Um, so. Anyway, AP, back to Mac Jones. You know him well, very well, uh, beyond the field, beyond the lines. And uh, again, the interest level on and the Mac Jones watch is extreme already. It really is. Yeah, Mac. I mean, I just love him on the field and off the field. And yep, um, I know that here. he's been very attentive. I think he's, I think he's kind of buffed up a little bit too. Lost a little bit of weight, maybe, and re- oh, absolutely, that's a big body. That's a hot yeah, take up here, big AP. Topic. Yeah, big topic, right? So, Huge Mag, topic. he's, he's going to be smarter. It, it'll slow down more for him uh, each progressive year. Um, but Mag's a student of the game, and you know, his accuracy, poise in the pocket, pocket presence, grasping of the offense, understanding the defensive schemes, getting rid of the ball in a timely manner. I mean, he checks all of those boxes. Now it's just a question – um, can he have better coordination with his receivers and tight ends and running backs and an offensive line? And then also the, the coaching staff that is, uh, you know, present at, at, for this season, you know, it's different from last season. So, so you can need gel with them. Well, AP, it's going to be fun. Uh, and, you know, we're going to get a good look on Thursday night starting at 7 p.m. against the New York Giants. Um, but AP, we were talking about some of the premier games, uh, for this year, college football, SEC teams versus non-conference opponents. Uh, you've already touched on a few. Why don't we, uh, see what you have left as games to watch for? Yeah, John, some of them you wouldn't consider a big game, but the reason I'm bringing them up is because it's a power five versus a power five and it means something when you're determining the strength of schedule for the playoffs and the bowl games, uh, you look at Ole Miss, they're going to be in Atlanta on the third game of the season versus Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech's a program that's been struggling, so that's a game that Ole Miss, they can't falter. They, they must win that game. And we all know that Jackson Dart transferred from the University of Southern California to Ole Miss. I'm sure he'll be the quarterback, although Luke Altmaier will be in, waiting in the wings. But that's that's a game that Ole Miss they can't overlook the rambling red from Georgia Tech. Then then you move on to Mississippi State. They traveled to Tucson to play the Arizona Wildcats. Wow, now, we Mike Leach about them you know, has that that's air raid a... offense. Yeah, so he, I'm sure he's looking forward to that ball game because he's been in the Pac Pac 12 when he's at Washington State. Uh huh. Right. Great so, game. You no. Know, yeah. So that, that's. These are all important games for, between the two conferences. Then you have Missouri traveling to Manhattan, Kansas. They've been there before when they were members of the Big Big 12 to play against the Kansas State Wildcats. So uh, Missouri, they're, they're searching for their quarterback. I think it'll be Jack Abraham, who, who had 7,000-plus yards uh, in college at Southern Miss. I think he'll be the starter. So that's another game, the Big 12 SEC. Then, then you look at Tennessee, and we spoke of this game. 
Tennessee plays Pittsburgh. We all know that Pittsburgh won the ACC. They traveled to Knoxville last year with Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison and won that ball game. I think it was pretty decent score, so that's, you know, high-scoring high uh, affair. Now, Keaton Slovis, he transferred from the University of Southern California to Pittsburgh, so he's a good quarterback. He's He's got a strong arm, but uh, but you know he's he's trying to get more consistent as all the quarterbacks um, attempt when they're they're playing. So, but that's a big game for Tennessee if they want to consider themselves one of the better uh, teams in in the SEC and across the country. They can make a that's a statement game for them. That's the second game down on the tenth. And then the last but not least, we have Vanderbilt hosting Wake Forest. We know Wake Forest has quarterback Sam uh, Hartman. I believe he's still there. So. Um, you know, Vanderbilt's trying to just get their head above water, and that would be a big sure. win for them if they could beat Wake Forest. Well, as we come to the end of the show, let's, I, I can only add, given what you, the game you just talked about, that I was in Nashville not all, not all that long ago and went out of my way again to go by through Vanderbilt University, which is beautiful and of course, by the football stadium, I always think of Jay Cutler when, I, when I'm yeah, in and around arm, Vanderbilt. Yeah, yes. Exactly. And, uh, and if they can start to play football as good as, the, uh, as, good as their campus looks, uh, there'll be something to contend with. But, um, <laughs> you know, they're in the SEC, so, you know. Uh, there's a lot to like there. I, I've got to think if you're a recruit and you just simply want to get in the SEC, and who doesn't, Vanderbilt would be a pretty darn good choice where you'd probably get on the field pretty early in the career. Uh, oh, yeah, you certainly will, John. And they have a flamboyant quarterback, uh, Mike Wright. So okay. let's, let's see what happens. It's going to be fun, AP. It's Now I'm excited. I'm always excited for the beginning of college football season, but now I'm really excited. Uh, these are just, you know, insane games. And, uh, and, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. But, AP, we've gotten to the end of the show. I want to thank you, as always, for your expertise, and thanks for taking the time to ID all these fabulous games sec versus non-conference opponents and i think our listeners are probably more excited now than they were an hour ago for college football to kick off hey thank you john it was my pleasure thanks again ap and as always thank you all for listening to all around sports and we look forward to doing it all again next monday at noon eastern time Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.